0: talking about some exciting things. We're talking about how the Holy Spirit works and we're looking at the symbols that are used in Scripture of the Holy Spirit and how he goes about his work. and I want us to examine one, another symbol today and and that is the symbol of the Holy Spirit as the breath of God. The situation is this. Jesus, this is in John chapter 20, Jesus is alive. He has risen from the dead. The tomb is empty. Some have seen him, and the disciples have gathered on that first Easter night in excitement because they've heard from the women and others that he is alive. And let's read what the scripture says there in John chapter 20, verses 19 and following. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And when he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I believe that there are several things here that are really important for us to take notice of that Jesus said, he said, first of all, that he wanted to give them peace, my peace be with you. And he often talked about that, you see, the peace that comes when we allow Christ to be in charge of our lives. And then he showed them the scars in his hands and his feet and his side to show them that he really did die. This was the same Jesus they'd seen crucified, the same Jesus they'd seen placed in that tomb. Now he was alive, he had come forth from the grave. And then he gave them a command. He, he said, I send you even as my father has sent me. I want to send you out into the world to tell people about my love and forgiveness and salvation. And then the Bible says he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the mighty breath of God. In creation, uh, God breathed. He blew upon the world that wasn't and made it. The word means spirit, Breath of God means spirit, both in Hebrew and in Greek. I want to show you the difference that the breath of God made in these disciples. You see, after Jesus went back to heaven and they were filled with the Spirit, some amazing things began to happen through their lives as they begin to matter in a way they never had before. First of all, the, whole, the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, makes Christ real. Many of us are powerless, weak witnesses, and... We're, we kind of have stopped between Easter and Pentecost. You see, a lot of us know Christ, but we've never let the Spirit use us. What a difference the early church had after, after the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them. You see, they preached and lived as if Jesus was with them and in them because he was through his Spirit. And Jesus told them that it's necessary that I go away so that you can have the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, though now in heaven, by his Spirit was real to them, and he made Jesus real to them. Do we sense Christ's presence real to us, or do we live and act as those who feel he's far away? The Holy Spirit always makes Jesus real. When Stephen was filled with the Spirit, he saw Jesus in all his glory. For the Holy Spirit always magnifies and reveals Christ. Those who have been as weak and as powerless as they were when Jesus was in the flesh, now are filled with power. It's interesting. They were cowards. You remember when, the, in the, when, when they took Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? They all ran like scared rabbits. But now they're powerful. They're standing up before anybody and proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Christ. They're not afraid to declare their faith. The breath of God also gives life. We cannot live physically unless we breathe fresh air. Every 24 hours we breathe, somebody said, 23,000 times. I haven't counted myself. But we, be, we, we breathe many, many hundreds of cubic uh, feet of air. And the failure to breathe for just a few minutes will kill you. It will destroy you. If someone covers your mouth and nose, you will be dead in just a matter of a few minutes. The same is spiritually. If you don't have the Spirit of God breathing life into you, you won't have much life. You won't have much to share, much to do, much to be as a Christian. Do we wonder why there's so much death and lifelessness in God's church? It's because many people do not let the breath of God come upon them. You remember the old story in the Old Testament of Ezekiel the prophet in the valley of dry bones and how the Holy Spirit came and put flesh on those bones and put life in those bones? The breath of God worked and, and lives were changed and people became new. You see... God's spiritual breathing is breathe out sinful things as we confess and then breathe in the spirit as we let God take control. The breath of God also provides cleansing for he's in control and when he is uh, when he is in control he convicts us of sin and we confess our sins and get right with him and it, it involves radical treatment. If you take a glass and put rocks and little stones in it, pebbles in it, and fill it up, it won't hold much water. But you have to get rid of the stones before it'll hold much water. And before we can really count for God, we have to get rid of our sins by confessing them. The songwriter wrote, breathe on me, breath of God, until my heart is pure. And that's what happens. Our heart becomes pure when we let God breathe on us and show us what he wants to do also the breath of God produces witnesses and you see we have to have breath in order to speak if there's no air from our lungs there's no sound from our voice box he empowers us to witness and to tell what he's done for us he makes us bold and vocal in Acts 2 the disciples were filled with the spirit and they had the courage to witness in Acts 4 the Bible says they had boldness and I think all of us need that boldness if we're going to be successful in sharing Christ with others, but also the breath of God brings revival and renewal to the church. As I've said earlier in some of these studies, that we need a spiritual awakening. We need renewal, both in the church and in the world. We need a a life-changing work of the Holy Spirit to come upon us, and we need a great revival that will touch thousands of people. And... The beginning has to be with each of us. We all need to draw a circle around ourselves. Ask God to show us what sins need to be forgiven. Get those settled. And then after we get those settled, we can ask God to fill us with his spirit and to breathe out his truth. There's an old song that goes like this. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew, that I may love what you do love and do what you would do. Maybe our prayer today should be God. Just breathe into me, Lord, your power and your presence through the Holy Spirit and live through me in a way that would make a dynamic difference in the lives of others. I hope you have a great day, and God uses you in a special